Hey guys, welcome back to Tribe of Nerds. Zach is back with me to talk about Uncharted 4. We're finishing our Uncharted series, unless we talk about The Lost Legacy, um, which is a possibility, um, but we don't know yet. And, uh, of course, we'll be back when we talk about the movie when that finally comes out. But right now, this is the end, uh, Thief's End, um, as it were. Um, so, Zach, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me back, Drake. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be exciting to talk about this game, and one, I finally replayed it after having not replayed, or having not played it again, um, after, uh, after I first beat it, like, when it came out. Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely a, a long one, for <laughs> sure, so, uh, I think it's, it's the one that I played the least because of how long it is, but it's definitely worth the replay. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I guess with that, let's get into our impressions. So, Zach, what were your impressions on the replay or your first impressions of Uncharted 4? Uh, luckily, I, I remember my first my first time, clearly, um, because it was uh, not that long ago. Mm -hmm. um, very much so like The Last of Us, which makes sense. Um, you know, the, the Last of Us got its remaster when the PS4 first came out. Mm -hmm. Uncharted 4, I think, was about a year or two after that, so it makes sense that Naughty Dog, um, you know, used features from, the, you know, their award-winning game um, to make Uncharted even better than what it was before. Um, the the interactions are just so much better. I think that they're way more fluid. Um, it's a little bit more open things for you to discover. You can take as long or as short as you want mm -hmm. um, for a lot of things. Um, particularly I'm thinking about like when you're in the attic, um, and you know, you can look back at some of the other three games. And, um, I think that it just, it really tells, um, tells the story, um, I think much more with, with a lot more um, fluidity mm -hmm. than in the other games, um, which was great. Uh, the graphics were just absolutely amazing. They still are. Um, it really stood like the test of this current generation, mm -hmm. um, so I like Naughty Dog really hit it out of the park. The character additions were great. The plot twists were great. Um, I think most chapters had a little twist that you don't expect. So it definitely kept you engaged the whole time. Um, and the, the treasure was great at the end. The boss battle was great. It was just all around a really 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 good game and it's a game that you just don't really want to put down once you start playing yeah i agree with that um i, I had fun with it it was just hard because i had to take several sittings in order to beat it again mm -hmm. but i i still enjoyed it um and really the things that they did with this game after the first three like there were things i went in um on the first playthrough that i was like it's crazy that they added this and it's still like they added this new thing that we haven't had before and it still works like yeah. it still fits uncharted and i it doesn't really change what like the core gameplay is i mean like it changes it but not like so much that it's unrecognizable so um yeah i mean i and yeah like you said i love the final fight i'm sure we'll get into that uh towards the end but the final fight is really fun and entertaining so all right, let's get into the characters. Let's talk about Nathan Drake in his retirement, um, or coming out of retirement. Um, it, it's great. It's a great story arc to take Nate on. Um, and 
I don't know. I, I honestly might be my favorite part of Nathan Drake's story through these four games. Yeah, I, I agree. It's sort of like, um, you know, when you think about like, you know, the, the little kids playing and it's like, you know, you get your first crush and you're picking off the flower leaves and it's like, you know, will he, won't he, will he, won't he. Um, that's really how the story arc or the, this character arc goes in this game. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so, I, I, I think it's so beautifully done. Um, you know, they you know, your first mission with Drake and your, um, you know, after the, the prologue of On the Boat and, you know, you're diving. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sort of like normal life, but kind of still a treasure hunter. And you're, he's hanging on to it a little bit. But, you know, he promised Elena. And, you know, like, what is what is he going to do? And obviously, you know, he picks the life of the thief, like always. And it gets him into some trouble this time. And, um, you know, it this this game had the most conflict, I think, with him. Yeah. Conflict with him. And, you know, you see throughout the game that, like, he obviously picked the life. He picked being a thief. He picked being the pirate. But as you see throughout the end, he realizes that as Sam is getting more and more excited, he's getting less excited. He's done this before. Yeah. And now all he wants is Sully and Elena. Mm-hmm. Because that was his crew before, and that, those are his friends and his family and his wife. And and it's it's a really beautiful like maturation moment for him um throughout the whole game and just just the way he puts his learns how to put his family first um was a really really good development for him yeah i like yeah like you said that scene at the end where you know sam is telling him like let's go get the treasure and nate's just like no i'm done we're done let's go to the plane and get out of here and then he only goes because he's trying to save sam's skin uh when he goes for the treasure so like i it, it's crazy like that role reversal but it fits really well so yeah um is, is there anything else you want to say about nathan drake no there's definitely more that we're gonna hit later on but i think this is fine for now okay um and then we got sam drake his brother really the introduction of a new character and but it like We've never heard that Nate had a brother up until now, and and it just fits so well that they introduced him and you get to know why, okay, well, why haven't we seen this guy or heard about this guy for three games, but then you understand why. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Sam's really cool. He's voiced by Troy Baker, who's another really good voice actor. Um, so, I, yeah, Sam Sam's pretty cool um, and really kind of represents nate's past of you know past recklessness and all that so he, he's a cool character yeah it, it, you you said it perfectly sam is drake in game one mm-hmm. and i think that having them like side by side is so so unique it, it helps both characters um having drake be more nate drake be more grounded I think shows the highlights, the recklessness of Sam, but then also takes you back to game one to show, Oh my goodness. Like Drake really was reckless. Yeah. Um, throughout the series. Um, and Sam's attitude is portrayed really, really well. Mm -hmm. Um, just like you said, um, just he, he has the best intentions, 
but he's just so desperate to make something happen. Um, my favorite interaction between Sam and Drake, between Sam and Nate, are when they finally get to Libertalia and, you know, Drake says, you know, it's not my first lost city. <laughs> and it, it really shows you that they're in different spots. Yeah. And, um, and, and that development with, with Sam and his recklessness, um, it, it really, I think, perfectly gives a good circle to, to the Drakes. Um, as a family and and i think that i think sam was very well done yeah absolutely and i i i did want to see um what were your thoughts because like at the beginning of the game when sam comes in he tells the story of how he got out of prison from alcazar and then you find out later in the game uh like two-thirds of the way through or, or like the end of the second act of the game and you find out that he's been making this up and you know that he didn't rafe bought him out of prison and like i i don't know i i was shocked the first time i played it and even replaying it i was like okay i know this is fake but god like it's, it's just like people replaying this for the first time like we definitely thought um that the Al alcazar was gonna pop in at any moment and it just didn't happen I, I'll tell you, I was shocked this last time because it had been so long since I had played it, I forgot. <laughs> and you're so right. It, it is such uh, such a, a captivating moment in the <laughs> game. But the turning point with with Sam and the Alcazar not being there, it, it was such a good moment, um, such a good plot twist. Um, and And I think... I think that like it was a little bit of you know paying homage to you know some shooter games before because the first time it made me think of um, Call of Duty Black Ops. Yeah. Um, when you're going through and um, I, I I forget the names, but you know you're going through the tunnels and you think you have your partner there who was in World War Two and turns out that he wasn't. Mm -hmm. And it just it gave me those vibes. Um, and I also think that's sort of like the whole deception. Um, you know, feeds back into game three um, with um, all of that, like the espionage kind of vibes going on. Um, so I, I just, I think that that plot twist was, um, was, was really good. It left my jaw dropped, even, you know, the second, third, fourth time I played it. Yeah. I, I, and like, I, I just think I'm, I'm like, it worked without Alcazar. I, I'm just imagining if that was actually a thing that popped in, but I'm glad that they kind of, you know, dropped our expectations a little bit because I've, we've kind of been getting that the past three games. Mm -hmm. So, um, anything else we want to say on Sam or like the family dynamics? Cause I know there's like two chapters where you get to see them as, you know, as younger, as their younger selves, um. Yeah, I, I will say that I I thought, you know, f you know, I guess going back to the first impressions of the game, I thought that Naughty Dog was going to back themselves into a hole mm -hmm. because of game three. You see Drake as a child in Columbia um, yeah. and, you know, everything that happens. But I think that they did, you know, there was a little bit of stuff that was kind of left, you know, like this is kind of a plot hole. Like how did Drake get to Columbia? Like all that stuff. But. I think overall, I think they, they did it really well after sort of backing themselves into a hole for game three. I think they wrote themselves out of it really quick and gave a, a wider view of, of the Drakes and their upbringing. Um, mm -hmm. 
more than what three did and also wrote themselves out of that hole. So I think that that was, um, I think that was very well done by Naughty Dog. Absolutely. I, I mean, the only thing I was like, well, wait, so three, how did, how did Nate end up like separated from Sam on the streets of Columbia and meet Sully? Like I, that was a bit interesting to me because they didn't necessarily because i thought like at the beginning of the game you think that they're gonna separate and i actually thought they did for a minute and then no it just leaves it up for later in the game when you they you, you go back and see you know them f- try to find their mom's journal yeah so and, and like so yeah like there, there definitely is some things like that that can be used in your imagination yeah um but I think overall, I think that they wrote themselves out of, like, any major plot. Oh, yeah. There's some minor things here and there. Um, but it's definitely better than I thought it was going to be when I heard that there were going to be flashback scenes. I was like, didn't they already do that? But <laughs> they definitely made it new this time. Which yeah. Is, you know, good on them. Yeah, they made it work. Um, I think that's what we can say on the brothers. Um, let's, talk, uh, let's talk Elena here. And... I like that they actually, I, I really think they use, they, the dynamic between her and Nate is great in this game. I mean, you get to see it really early on, and then you, you know, having it, her just all of a sudden show up and find out Nate's been lying to her about what he's been doing, and then she still comes and rescues him at the end. I mean, it, she's, she's great in this game. Oh my goodness, um, that you know, we're going to talk about quotes later on, so I'll save it, but that interaction in the hotel room in South Africa, like, even thinking about it, it's chills. Mm-hmm. Um, very emotional. And, um, like, just, it just shows, like, it, it's, a, it's a huge moment for both of them, both Drake and Elena. Mm-hmm. You know, it really shows the whole, like, Drake is picking the thief life over his wife. Right. And, you know, you can't ever get the thief out of the person. Um, mm-hmm. And with Helena, you know, it shows... I think it shows, like, maturity in her character um, to know that I don't have to help him. I don't have to save him. Like, he knows how to do this. I've been there three mm-hmm. separate times to save his butt. I'm not going to be there again. And... Um, so I think that that I think that that moment was really big, and then when she does come back and save him, um, you know, I think that their interactions uh, a little bit, even though there was some tension yeah. between it, um, but you know, Drake definitely being like, I don't have to, you know, I don't have to worry about her. Like she she can handle herself. Sort of gives off Uncharted two vibes, but you know, she can handle herself. Um, and their interactions sort of went back to, you know, what they kind of were in the first game, you know, like a little bit flirty and then they'd have mm-hmm. that moments of tension and then get back to like, you know, the flirty jokey, um, which was, you know, I think it was very nice. Um, and I, and I don't think that they really forced a reconciliation, no. which was really nice. I, I thought that it happened naturally over the course of a couple of missions and, and I thought that that development with her was really good. Yeah, absolutely. I um, we'll talk about Easter egg with them that happens uh, in a little bit, but that is one of my favorite things about it. But we'll talk about that. Um, yeah. Um, anything else on Elena? Uh, no. I I think that out of all the characters, I think that she has had the smoothest progression over the course of the four games. 
Yeah. Um, she it really like it really hits its peak in the fourth one, but um, she definitely I think had like very smooth, more subtle character progression over the course of the games that like really make her character great. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Then we got Sully here, and. I like how they kind of drop the old man, like, there's probably a little bit of it in there still, but, uh, I mean, really, Sully's awesome in this game, because he really doesn't do that as much, and he's there being helpful, and, um, I don't know, just another great dynamic, and I love the scene where, you know, you, you get in the window of the, uh, palace, and you see Sully for the first time in the game, and that just, the the Nate and Sully reuniting is great. Um, yeah, it, it is really great. Um, and especially when they give you like the background that they hadn't spoken since, you know, the end of the third game, which <laughs> is, you know, however long it's been, I think probably like three or four years since then. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that, that moment's great. That whole mission with Sully's great. You know, when he's around the criminals, just like him, um, <laughs> of course the dialogue is funny, you know, that old man flirty, you know, sort of just will start spitting jokes, and, and that's <laughs> always really great. You know, that's what we love about Sully. Um, I love when they meet for the first time in a while, and the awkwardness between him and Sam. Oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. This man, you know, definitely feels like Nate picked Sully as his, like, you know, older father figure-like when Sam thinks that he raised Nate. And, yeah. I, and I thought that that was, you know, that was sort of a tension that was there throughout the game until the very end. Um, but definitely, um, definitely uh, highlights, you know, some maturity on on Sully's part and then immaturity on Sam's part. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I guess I don't have any much else to say. I do, I do think that it's interesting that they kind of leave it to like, oh, are Sully and Sam going to work together now at the end of it? Or, I mean, by that, by that point though, also they're, you know, Sully's a lot older even. So yeah, I don't know, um, how that would make that work. Um, all right. And, and I think they are done with it, but, um, all right. And then I guess there's just like minor characters. I mean, uh, I mean, you get uh, Nate's boss, Jameson, and that's just kind of setting up the little plot line of, oh, there's this Malaysia job, and kind of sets up the lie for Nate at first for Elena, um, that this is what he's going to do instead of doing uh, doing uh, his old uh, thieving ways, so. Yeah, I have nothing really to add on Jameson. <laughs> yeah, well, and then we got Vargas that J Rafe murders um, yes. after him wanting a cut. Yeah, I. First of all, that mission is great mm -hmm. at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and definitely, um, you know, when you think that Sam dies, everything in that mission I think is great. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know what Vargas was thinking. Even throughout the whole thing, I'm like, this dude is so stupid. Yeah, he is. Because like, obviously. Like, you know, they, they weren't there by accident. They were there on purpose. They were in the prison on purpose. He's their inside guy. Like, he knows who these people are. He's working with three thieves. And my thing was, was when he was, like, you know, thinking that he could get away with this because he had some sort of leverage. Like, 
I like it to me. I'm thinking like you're stupid, and like when Ray finally killed him, I was just like, yeah, you asked for it at this point. It, yeah, he he did. Um, I was shocked. I I mean it. I mean that sets up Rafe's character, and we're gonna talk about Rafe uh, yeah. at in our rankings. But um, yeah, no, I mean Vargas was just there for that reason, the beginning, and then at the end we've got uh, we find out Nate and Elena have a daughter, Cassie, which is named after Nate's mom. We found out, which is that was really really cool. That that had some that that had a follow through at the very end. Um, and yeah no i mean it, it, it it's a cool little thing like when you get to the end of the game and you get that little epilogue and you're like oh is this nate and elena's daughter and then you find out oh for sure it is so so much closure mm -hmm. with that epilogue um and being able to play as cast who was really cool mm -hmm. um you know again gave me some last of us vibes but you know without any of the heartbreak in the middle um and just, you know, sort of going through her figuring out the past and then having, like, you know, the cool moment with Drake of, you know, like, sharing it with it. You know, I'm, I'm kind of getting some vibes, you know, that maybe, you know, PS5 just came out. Maybe they might be in the works to having something with, with Cassie as the main character. Who knows? Mm -hmm. um, which I definitely wouldn't be opposed to. Um, but it is really cool that, you know, they definitely tied together that loose end, like all the loose ends and really in all of the games, mm -hmm. um, just the whole series was tied up very, very well with the epilogue with Cassie. And, and I just thought it was a really heartwarming moment. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, and having Nate like explain to her, this is everything that happened at the very, like start to explain. That was really cool. So, all right. Um, so then let's get to uh, gameplay. We got the spike and the grappling hook added as tools and like ways to get that you were the game got you to uh, get through obstacles or uh, get through uh, to the next uh, mission. So I I thought they were welcome additions. Like I said in the beginning, they they I wasn't sure how they'd work at first when I first started playing, but I'm glad that Uncharted Four did something new and fresh and it worked. Yeah, um, the grappling hook is there throughout the entire game. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's it's good. Um, uh, you know, there are a couple of parts um, that are a little unnatural mm -hmm. with it, um, but overall, I think it's really good. I wish that the grap or the, I wish that the spike was in the game more. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you get it at the end, but it is really cool. Um, and how how sort of realistic they make it of having like a little bit of a fall when if you're going a long distance. Yeah. Um, so I think that all of those are really cool. Another really good addition that I liked was the, just the entire aspect of stealth. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. The tall grass um, was so cool. Um, this, I think, like, obviously in, in the other games, you could get through sections of enemies being stealthy, but it was so much more difficult. Yes. Um, this made it more accessible. Um and your partner actually did things in the grass when enemies came near it. So it was like, that was nice, um, especially if you're playing it on the harder difficulties and you just need a break. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought, like, all of those, um, I wish that they would have come earlier in the series. But, you know, obviously it made, it made Uncharted 4 really, a really great game. I think for me it put it over the top. Yeah, the combat is really, really nice. Like you said, I love like the uh, the tag moves with Sam's, especially where you yes. just like throw a guy down, 
um that's really really fun um yeah no it's yeah combat stealth everything with that with the gameplay was really polished and really nice so yeah they they really built off of the melee and uncharted 3 Mm-hmm. That was like a that was a huge improvement in three, and they made it even better. And I'm really glad they did because mm-hmm. sometimes you know a lot of these game developers they'll be like, oh, that was okay, and we'll just keep it the same because people liked it. Um, but you know, if if they would have put the same melee from three into four, it wouldn't have been the same because it just they they made four so much better in uh, that aspect. For sure, um, everything got better after one. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> god um all right favorite weapons i i mean i would have to say mine is probably i just like chucking dynamite at people and blowing them up that the dynamite is a really cool feature Mm -hmm. really really cool feature i um obviously how can you not put the musket and the flintlock pistol on the blunderbuss all the pirate stuff is so cool. Yeah. And um, it sucked because, you know, we only had one shot. <laughs> it was really hard to find more ammo, but um, it, it was so cool. Especially my favorite is, like, you're standing way too far away with your flintlock, mm-hmm. and you just shoot it in the air, and then the enemies are just confused around <laughs> you because you can't hit anything. <laughs> I'm like, how do you not see me? <laughs> but uh, it's, like, sort of, like, memeing with those with those weapons is really fun. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um yeah i i mean like i think like i i didn't end up finding those unfortunately when i was going through i don't know if i was just not looking for weapons very hard or what but they were hard especially the flintlock pistols were like in caves okay and for the most part like you just don't pick them up (laughs) so like why like why would you right um but for me my favorite weapon in the game is the copperhead oh yeah Um, copperhead's good if I get my hands on it, like, it's just one of those things, like, that that weapon you can use in almost any situation in the game, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of, it's kind of OP, but, um, but it, it's a, it's a really nice one, um, and then I also just thought the addition of, like, the semi-automatic rifles was really cool, um, I don't think any other game had one, if they did, I don't recall using them in the first three um, but whenever that I came about any semi-automatic ones, um, it was um, always fun to, to clear out some enemies with those. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, favorite levels, and we'll get to the Easter egg afterwards. So, like, s- aside from that, like, what were your favorite levels in the game? Um, well, first off, um, I, I forget because I didn't write it down, but I, I made, made sure to make a note of this. Um, I like the mission where you can use the toy gun yes because <laughs> that's really fun i think that's chapter um, four or five yeah so, yeah some, something around there um i just like using the, t- the toy gun and stuff like that which is really cool mm-hmm. um but chapters 14 and 15 for me um the, uh, they're called join me in paradise and the thieves of libertalia yes um you know that that's where you really see that like drake messed up mm-hmm. nate drake messed up you know they finally find libertalia they're the first ones there and you know it's not my first lost city um but just the interactions with him and sam um are really fun the optional interactions are really fun and um there's a um there's a great fight sequence at the mm-hmm. end like once you get through the main part 
Um, there's a really great fight sequence at the end, which, you know, combines a lot of stealth and stuff like that, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and then that goes into chapter 15. Um, cause at the end there's that great fight scene with Nadine. Yes. Um, and then that's when you finally have the plot twist where you figure out that Alcazar is, is dead. Yes. Um, and just like the pure, the pure shock, Drake gets shot and falls. And then finally you have the brothers Drake and Elena comes and saves you. Yep. But, um, the chapter 14 and 15 to me, um, that was like my, my first, like, oh my gosh, like I'm on the edge of my seat and don't want to put it down because that was like a big climactic moment for me. And then of course at the end, um, chapter 22, um, a thief's end, great boss scene, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but that's one of my favorites. Oh yeah, for sure. That's definitely one of my favorites too. So fun and unique, um, to the series. I mean, I, I liked the Alcazar level just for what it was. Like you actually thought that this happened. Um, so it was just a cool little thing. Um, and you got to play as Sam for the first time. So that was, that was nice. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, yeah, we'll get to the Easter egg shortly, but getting that Easter egg, as a fan of those games, I, it made me really happy, so. Yeah. So, um, alright, and then, uh, let's talk about Henry Avery and Libertalia. I mean, the, the whole pirate theme was just cool, we never, we got a little bit of it in 3 with Ramses, but, like, not, not quite the same, and this, like, actually gave us a full, like, pirate theme, which was cool. Yeah, like, the, you know, you go to the whole game, especially in, in one, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, we're pirates, but they're like, you know, the modern pirates. And yeah. Like, you know, they're just sort of more like gang, like, gangbusters and, you know, okay, like, they have modern weaponry and all that stuff, but the fact that you get real pirates mm-hmm. um, is super cool. Um, and, you know, it, it's tough for me. But, um, you know, and I'm sure we'll talk about this and, and with, with our rankings, but Avery's treasure is up there for me. Um, and especially that, like, you get to see it yeah, uh, and be in it um, was, was really, really cool. Um, not many of the other games, like, yeah, you see it, but, you know, but you're not, like, in it, in it. You know, maybe two with the boss battle with Lazarevich, but, um, like, that, that was really cool. And, and Libertalia just in general, like, the finding the little um uh what are they called the notes yes and the journal entries um you know i think added to it because it just created layers of things that the game didn't specifically tell you Mm -hmm. Um, and i actually liked finding those more than i liked finding the treasures yeah Um, because i just i just thought that there were so many different layers to libertalia i i thought that it was wonderful like everything about libertalia and avery's treasure was just great for me yeah agreed i mean yeah like i said the pirate theme was like perfect and like even when you get to libertalia and you and elaine and nate and elena are like searching and you get to the table where like 10 of the 12 pirates besides two and avery are dead um that that was really cool um and, like, the puzzles were pretty cool as well. Um, it, it took a little... I remember initially I didn't know what to do for a couple of the puzzles, and then, you know, doing this on the replay, I was able to actually figure it out again, which was nice, but... Yeah, I, I think we, we talked about 
and when we were last time when we were talking about three mm-hmm. and how disappointed we were in terms of like it had the desert theme but most of the game you know didn't wasn't in the desert no nope. and um you know then we talk about like two and like yes there was definitely more snow but it's like you know they sort of backed themselves into the corner of the biome yes and uncharted 4 didn't do that mm-hmm. and you know it didn't really give a specific theme um it took you all over the world uh, and everything made sense yeah. because you were just following Avery's thing. So if there is a historical thing that brought Avery to Scotland, you know, where he was buried, then you have a little cold weather one. Right. Um, you know, oh, Italy, because that's where the artifact is that we need. And, you know, in Central America and the prison, because that's where it, it just it all made sense to go all over the world. And the fact that they didn't back themselves into the corner was very refreshing of being all over the world and having it all makes sense was great yeah oh for sure yeah it it flowed together um which is not what we can say for three but yeah um all right and then like let's talk about the crash bandicoot easter egg because my god i i just remember i think it uncharted 4 came out right before they released the remake of the first three crash games i think um the insane trilogy so it came out like right before that so, like, to see that they were just, like, sort of teasing because Naughty Dog clearly knew that their games were being remade at this point. Yeah. And I just... And, like, I'm a huge Crash Bandicoot fan. Um, it's particularly of Crash Warped, the third one. Um, I just... And I the first one's not my favorite, but I mean, like, some of the levels in that are iconic, and they definitely picked an iconic level with running away from the boulder, so... Yeah, I thought it was super funny. And then the fact that, you know, they actually, like, made it, like, the PlayStation 1 controls and the feel and the graphics, um, you know, and, you know, that's the only game system they had for some reason. But, you know, it was was (laughs) funny. Um, And and I like the little back and forth. Yes, (laughs) it's a fox. Elena was just (laughs) chirping, 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 which was super funny. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, that, that Easter egg was great. And then you get to play it as Cassie. Yep. And I didn't beat the high score either time, so... I was so I was so mad, because the first time I played it, I was so bad at it. <laughs> like, I couldn't, like, I couldn't do anything. And then, yeah, I was so upset that I finally beat it, and then I didn't even beat the high score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, like, I, I didn't die at all. And then, like, either of the times when I played on this re- replay, and I didn't beat the score either time, I'm like, how... And, like, I was collecting as much of the Wampa Fruit and breaking, like, all the boxes, and so I was very confused. (laughs) Yeah. But it's still fun nonetheless, and, I mean, now that Crash is getting a little bit of a comeback now, now that we've gotten remakes and we got a new game and whatnot, I I don't know. It's just really cool that that this Easter egg kind of gave a rebirth to Crash, so... Um, all right, and then, uh, funniest lines, I mean, we said the banter, I mean, that during that crash, uh, Easter egg was fun, um, I, I'm trying to remember, I'm sure a lot, some of the stuff between Sam and Nate was fun, too, and Sully, um, I, I love the auction scene, the auction scene is hilarious. Yeah, uh, Sully has some great lines in there, you know, the one that I picked out was, like, you know, this is just pure Sully, um, the you know what I love about a party with a bunch of crooks? Nobody cares if you smoke indoors. (laughs) Like, you know, it's not like, it's not the best line in the whole series, but you know, that's so, it's so Sully and you know, you have to love it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
definitely not as funny as like Uncharted Two. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Uncharted Two is easily the funniest game. Yes. Um, but there are still some really good lines, even if they're not necessarily funny in Uncharted Four. Mm-hmm. Um, Uncharted Four is definitely more emotional, I think, than than the other ones in the series. Yeah, I will one hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I don't know. I'd have. Maybe if I maybe if we look up like the funniest lines in the Uncharted series, maybe <laughs> stuff will come back to us more. I don't know. Yeah, this I mean this is kind of funny, but um, like it's more of just like you know Drake being Drake. But he says you know this is right at um right after his boat crashes. Oh yeah. Um, so it's like well let's see here. I ruined my marriage, drove my best friend away, got two psychos in their army after me, and now my brother's gone missing. But on the bright side. There's no one around to tell me that I'm an idiot. <laughs> so it, it's like, and you know, in that when he's, he's talking to himself, you know, in classic Nate Drake fashion, he's just talking to himself and, you know, it, you know, that's funny, but it also shows, you know, he messed up. Yeah. Um, is there anything else before we get more rankings with Uncharted 4? I, I have another line, but, but we'll, we'll save it for Rafe. Oh, oh, all right. All right, so let's get to our villain rankings with that. Uh, so, so far, this, these are the standings. Uh, number one, still Azarvich with six out of six. Uh, then we got Flynn uh, at a five. Then we've got Talbot at a 4.65. Marlow at a 4.2. Eddie Raja rounding out the top five at a 3.76. Then Navarro at a 3.75. Roman at a 3.1. And Ramsey's in last at 2.9. So let's talk about Rafe Adler. I- um, Rafe was hard for me because, like, I, Rafe is interesting, um, it, you know, he, he's there because he has a lot of money, and he inherited a lot of money, and he's an, he's an interesting villain throughout the game, and you find out through him that Sam lied about stuff, and Rafe was really the one who got Sam out of prison with money, and, um, then... That final fight scene, I mean, Rafe talks the most trash out of any villain in a final fight scene. If you die, like, he will just trash talk you. Oh, I know. And it's funny. Um, But, yeah, that final fencing scene and just, I don't know, Rafe Rafe was interesting to me. I'm going to give him a 5.3. I think he's, I think maybe he's a little bit above Flynn. I could see him being below, but I, I, I feel like he's right in there. Um, I, I don't think Lazarvich is necessarily going to get beat here, but I think Rafe's pretty good for what he was in Uncharted 4, so 5.3 for me. Yeah, um, you know, Rafe, Rafe was the toughest one for me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's great, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, where does he fall? Because yeah. you, you were right, you know, he inherited everything. So, that to me loses him some points yeah but then like he is very manipulative yeah gets what he wants and that you know gives him some points for me and so he he was really difficult i think what put him over the edge for me um was just his demeanor and mannerisms um and the way that they escalate throughout the game and they build off of each other it's sort of just like his rage is building He's so nonchalant about it. And yeah. Man, when that switch flips, it flips. How desperate he was, um, especially on the boat, right before he got onto the ship with Nadine and basically paid off her army and said, yes. you know, you're either with me or you're against me, but 
you know, if you're not with me, you're against me. Yep. Um, so that obviously was, um, was, was a very powerful scene for him. Um, you know, there's two ways that I think about Wraith and I can see it either way. I think his desperation to essentially quote beat Nathan Drake Mm -hmm. can be used either for him being a great villain or against him being a great villain. Because, you know, are you just chasing Drake or Mm -hmm. are you just trying to be evil? And that was tough for me. Mm -hmm. But I want to share a quote from the boss scene that really puts it over the edge for me. Um, Because right at the start, um, Drake says, you're being insane. And Rafe responds with, you want to hear insane? Nathan Drake raced a madman and his entire army to the steps of Shambhala. Nathan Drake found the lost city in the middle of the Rubicali Desert. Nathan Drake discovered the fabled El Dorado. Nathan Drake is a legend. You know, I shot the man who told me that. You know, for all your, quote, greatness, Nate, you have nothing. You are nothing. And I warned you to get out of my way. Wow. Yeah, I do. That, while you were fighting, was a, like, great, great, great moment. And that put him over the edge, over the edge for me. Not as good as Lazarevich Mm -hmm. in terms of pure villain. But I think for me, he's the clear number two villain in the series. And I gave him a 5.9. Ooh. I think he's just under. Just because I think his character in, in 4 is just so good. Um, and and a little bit more different than the other villains. Yeah. I, I can definitely see your points. It, it, it's just so hard to rank some of these villains. And Rafe's good. I... It was just like, I don't know. I was just trying to think about it. Um, I'll stick with what I have, but I definitely agree with the points that you made. And Wraith gets a 5.6, so um, with your 5.9 and my 5.3, so that's pretty freaking good. Um, all right, with yeah, for for me that boss battle is just great. I think it's the best one in the series. I agree. Uh, you know, the the, the Zarevich one is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think Lazarevich is like the clear better villain, mm-hmm. but man, that, that boss scene, it, I, I think it, I think it makes up for, for a lot of things. You know, if, if, if you're just talking purely about like, let's say like, you know, I don't, I don't have many critiques of Uncharted 4, mm-hmm. but if there are any major ones that boss battle, I think compensates for all of them. Yeah. It's just so good. Agreed. And Rafe gets uh, crushed by the treasure, which is fun. <laughs> I, I believe that this is the first... No, it's the second time that Drake is specifically responsible for killing. Because he, he did Navarro. shoot... Uh, he did shoot... Oh, wait. Because he, he got Navarro dragged down to the... like. He... Oh, yeah. So I guess, I guess Lazarevich is the only one he didn't kill. Yeah, cause yeah, cause he, sh- or did Sully shoot Talbot? I can't remember. I think when you're on the rocks, you shoot Talbot. Okay. And then he falls, and okay. then the guardians kill Lazarevich. Right. So right. never mind. I, I was thinking in the opposite direction. Yeah. It's still a very, still a very good. Like, yeah. Especially for Rafe being like, oh, you don't have it in you, you're nothing, and then you know Drake's <laughs> the one that takes him down. 
yeah the signature see you later asshole or whatever <laughs> and just like yeah um and then we've got nadine here the only villain to not die in the series i believe um and she's obviously in the lost legacy which i haven't played fully i've watched you play it um and we'll debate on whether we talk about it or not at some point but nadine's cool and a badass chick and she um you know her physicality is crazy and the fact that she commands her own army i i know you like it's hard for me because i have her a, a little bit above rafe not like head and shoulders above but just I thought it was cool to have a really badass female, because we, like, had Marlo in 3, but just, like, you didn't really get, well, I mean, obviously, you didn't really get a Marlo versus Drake fight or anything, (laughs) but, (laughs) but I I just, I I think it was cool to have a physical female threat, because we just had a mental one, and that didn't, I didn't get the resolution out of that that I wanted, and I feel like with Nadine, you do, but then... You know, it sets her up for later and doesn't just kill her like Uncharted has been known to do with every everyone else. So, I gave Nadine a 5.5. She's pretty good in my opinion, um, but not as good as... And I can see Rafe being higher than her. I uh, She's not as good as Lazarevich, obviously, but... Uh, yeah, Nadine is great. Um, Nadine was another tough one for me. Um, my biggest knock on her is the fact that she did, like, turn kind of good at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, and trying to get Rafe away from those things. Um, it was clear that, there's, that they were setting her up to be a hero later on, in which she was in The Lost Legacy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm trying to leave that out of it because, you know, The Lost Legacy hasn't happened yet, you know, in terms of talking mm-hmm. about this game. Um, but it's, it's hard for me to not think about that switch when they were on the boat. Um, and then the fact that she did lose control of her army. Um, so that definitely loses her some points in my, in my book. Um, yeah. The fact that she lost her army to Rafe, for me, puts her under Rafe. That makes sense. Um, but, man, those fight scenes are really good. Um, the fact that she can take on Sam and Nate and kick both of their butts was just you know uh, it, it shows that you know she knows what she's doing she's not just a pretty girl she's a badass yeah and um basically like she's like if chloe was if, if chloe was evil mm-hmm. like that's nadine and you know i think it's funny that they pair up in the lost <laughs> legacy um but Nadine was tough because I think that she, for me, was clearly better than, like, Marlo and Talbot. Yeah. But I don't know if she was better than Flynn, and in my mind, she's not better than Rafe. So I think, for me, I, I, I think she's in that, like, 4.9 range. All right. Like, she's, I, I, like, for me, she's almost there to being a great villain. And if what happened at the end didn't happen, she would definitely be up there. But the fact that she did have that little bit of a turn um, is what brings her down for me. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, she's at a 5.2. She is above Flynn, but below Rafe. So she is in third. So, and I, I like, I can definitely see the argument for her being below Flynn. Like, I still enjoyed Flynn. Um, I, I, I don't know. I guess my argument for maybe her being above is just like she is is just like Flynn's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, yeah, you're you're really at this point it's it's whatever you personally like out of a character. You know, if if you like the 
the funny, witty dimwit, then you'll go with Gwen. <laughs> if you like the, you know, physical villain, then you'll go with Nadine. And there really isn't a wrong answer. They're both great. Um, yeah. You know, me personally, I think Flynn is a little better, but, you know, it, it's, you're grasping at straws at this point. It's, right. you know, they're, they're, they're easily flipped for me. Yeah, and, and we I'm both... definitely not upset with, with her being higher than Flynn. Yeah, and, and they're both great. So, I mean, they're both in the fives right now. So, I mean, yeah. like, anyone above that is great. All right, let's talk about Uncharted 4 ranking. So far, Uncharted 2 is a 5.8, followed by 3 at a 5.1, and 1 is at a 4. Um, oh, man, this is hard. Because, like, I really, really like 2. Like, I... I, I but also like they did so much improvements with four um from what the first three games were and the story i would argue is maybe the best in the series um and adding salmon was a really cool really cool twist and it fit um and you understand why he wasn't around like we've said so i gave uncharted four 5.9 Maybe the levels were a bit too long. I know that's a weird criticism, but it's just like, I don't know. It's like the other ones I could like sit down and play it for a little bit longer in a sitting because, you know, the levels aren't as huge, um, but still an amazing game. And the levels being big, like it, it's, it's compensated by the fact that like the environments are like huge. You can like, you know, see everything around it and. I don't know. It was, it was a really good game, so a 5.9 for me. Yeah, I think, if I remember correctly, I gave Uncharted 2 a 5.9. Yeah. I love Uncharted 2. Mm-hmm. It is my favorite game in the series. But I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to be emotional with this one. I'm just, like, trying to be as logical as I can be with this. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I think with the three big improvements of having the grappling hook the spike and the stealth the improvements upon three in the melee Mm -hmm. um being able to have the open world effect with the boats and the cars yeah um the fact that like they make the uh, especially like when you're in south africa that car level when you're trying to save sam yeah um is like they didn't have to make it as in in depth as they did and the fact that you had, like, different paths that you could choose from, and it wasn't just, like, you know, let the computer take over the driving, and you should, like, it was really involved. Um, and then especially when you're on the islands, and you're going from island to island with the boat, and, you know, you can interact with the different things there, and just the open world effect was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the graphics were amazing, and my playstation 4 has an uncharted 4 skin yeah 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 that's just how much like that's how much i love and appreciate this game um and even though like 2 has that place in my heart as the favorite i think uncharted 4 is just objectively the better game Mm -hmm. um you know when you take everything into account and for me like it you know i might be i might be generous but you know if i'm rating everything you know compared to other things this game is a six out of six for me um you know if uncharted 2 is at 5.9 for me uncharted 4 is a six i don't i don't i don't understand how or i don't see how they could improve Mm -hmm. without going next gen again right and after playing the lost legacy 
they had the ability to improve on it and they just didn't with the lost legacy mm-hmm. you know the same generation as uncharted 4 and they just didn't do any real improvements so that to me is a big teller too about just like uncharted 4's peak and even though the lost legacy had similar attributes with it it didn't make any improvements mm-hmm. so for me that that just shows that uncharted 4 is like the the peak of the series for me yeah and yeah it gives it a 5.95 it's right it's really good i mean it it's uh it's the number one game here for the uncharted series and listen you're talking to the guy that i'm probably the most generous person that's been on this podcast too because i've given like so many high rankings to a lot of the stuff that i've talked about so (laughs) yeah i think i think for i feel like you were really critical when i was really generous and then when we talk about the first game and how critical i was there uh Thing, I think we we have the nice uh, we have the nice balance going on. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, no worries. Like, I mean, hey, I I gave it a five point nine. Still, that's f- pretty freaking excellent. Still, so I mean, I it's just a minor critiques for me, but yeah, no, I I really enjoyed the game on the replay. I'm glad I had the time to replay it. Um, in between when we did three and now, um, so yeah. It's been a joy doing this with you. Um, at the very least, we will definitely be back whenever the movie finally comes out. We're waiting for that trailer to drop and see uh, how the movie might look. I'm a little tentative. Just like I love Tom Holland, um, may- mostly because of Spider-Man, but um, and he has the physicality of Nathan Drake. I just don't know if he's going to be able to capture the character of Nathan Drake, but that remains to be seen. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure everything. You know, I'm just gonna be optimistic about it. I'm sure everything will be great. Yeah, and Mark Wahlberg is always interesting to me. But again, <laughs> we will. We will see. But um, all right. Well, anything else you want to say, Zach? As, as at the end of this uh, Uncharted recap. Uh, I mean, first off, like it, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. And you know if anybody is still like you know they're just listening to get the feeling of the game play the games um you know especially the first three you can buy them as a pack and they're so cheap um (laughs) so just play them uh because uncharted is my favorite game series of all time um you know that that can be controversial because there's some great games but (laughs) it's such a good story and i think nathan drake is just somebody that we can all relate to to some degree He's a great hero, and the characters around him are just absolutely wonderful. Um, You know, it's definitely sad that I don't think that Naughty Dog has anything in the works to revive it or do a Mm -hmm. spinoff. But it it definitely, if if there's no more Uncharted, um, they still did the series very good justice because it is a wonderful series. And and Uncharted 4 is just, it is such a beautiful game to play. So... um, that's all I have to say about it. Thank you so much for having me on to to talk about my favorite game. Yeah, no, I, yeah, when, because we had talked about this a long time ago when we were both still in college, and that was, like, before I officially started the podcast, and, uh, you know, it just never really worked out when we were at school, and then, and when you brought it up to me this time, and I was looking for some new voices to have on, I'm like, let's make this work finally, so... 
so so glad we were able to make it work because this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Look forward to this every week we did it. Yeah. So um, well that that's it for Uncharted at the moment. Um, if anybody has any questions, uh, just let us know. Uh, I don't know who else who is all going to respond to this, but we'll see. Um. So, what else is coming up on Tribe of Nerds? Um, at the moment, uh, tomorrow, JJ and I are going to talk, uh, finish uh, talking about Australian Survivor, the first season of that. I've blogged about that entire season, and we're going to talk about the post-merge to the end. So, that's going to be interesting if you like listening to us talk stra- Survivor strategy. Um uh other stuff that's happening um i think jj and i are tentatively also going to be talking about uh possibly getting uh getting a pokemon series uh started um talking about every generation so if anybody is interested in a particular generation let us know um we'll probably just start with gen 1 and go all the way to gen 8 uh each week and then Gabe and I will be doing Loki, and uh, eventually, uh, probably, Group of Us will uh, review Black Widow as well, which is coming out this coming week, so really excited for that. So that's about what we have, so uh, we'll see you guys next time on Tribe of Nerds.